Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast. Um, We are so excited to have you listening today. We have a very special episode with a guest today, which I am just so excited about. Um, Jensen was not able to join us for today's episode as she had something unexpected come up. So it's just me, Rachel here, and our lovely guest who I know you guys are just going to love listening to and learning so much from. Um, So I'm going to get into it. Today we have Dr. Andrea Poi joining us. She is a licensed naturopathic doctor, um, and she's the founder of Whole Health Naturopathic Wellness Center. Um, she is doing amazing things focused on naturopathic health and wellness. Um, she has a lot of focus in women's health, especially, and just so much knowledge that I can't wait to kind of just tap into a little bit of this episode. Um, so welcome Andrea, and we'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So, as you mentioned, I'm a licensed naturopathic doctor, and so what that means is that I've attended a four-year naturopathic medical school, Um, so I decided to, there's actually only, I think, four now, there used to be five in North America, um, these naturopathic medical schools that were accredited, Um, so I attended the one, it's called Bastyr University in San Diego, hard not to choose that location, Um, but... (laughs) So from there, I just kind of went through school, got licensed, and then I ended up opening my own telehealth practice. Um, So pros and cons from COVID, telehealth really wasn't a thing prior to COVID. So I'm really um, thankful that that became a thing because I really enjoy being able to like have that ability to see patients from all over. Um, And so that's something I, you know, to know about my practice is that it is just all virtual. I'm so kind of like what we're doing here where it would be like a video chat. Um, and then, yeah, so I specialize mostly in women's health, hormone health, and then I also do a lot of digestive health since digestion plays a huge role in, you know, all disease, all, all of health. So that's kind of the direction I've taken. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a little bit about me in the more professional realm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's very interesting. I didn't know there were only five um, licensed schools for naturopathic doctors. So that's very interesting. I mean, limited options. And like you said, how couldn't you choose San Diego when it's beautiful there? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, I might've misspoke. I forget what I said, but it was four currently in the, well, it was five and then one actually ended their program, unfortunately, um, probably due to financials, but I'm not actually sure what the reason was for that. Um, but the other four going strong, those ones are all in the U.S. And awesome. then there's actually two that are all affiliated with the U.S. schools as well. But those two are in Canada. So that's okay. Just to forget if I said North America <laughs> or the U.S. <laughs> Helpful to know in case any of our listeners are thinking about going that route. Um, I know that you were in school for quite some time. You are a doctor of naturopathic medicine, and I'm curious kind of what led you um, the naturopathic route, and and how did you get started on that journey? Were you always into holistic health? Was there a big pivotal moment? What kind of brought you to where you are today? Yeah, so it's like, like, there's a whole like journey to get there. 
Um, I actually had no idea what naturopathic medicine was, what a naturopathic doctor was until my junior year of undergrad. Um, so it was kind of a last minute decision because I started out, I actually, I've already eh, kind of like more high school. I started to get more into like health and wellness, although I had no idea what that was <laughs> actually about. It's just, I'm sure everyone at the beginning stages feels like they know until you get a little further along. You're like, I don't know what I was thinking back then of what was considered healthy, but either way, that passion grew over time. And then once I made the decision um, to get into undergrad, I was like, maybe exercise science, because I really liked working out. I did a lot of sports in high school um, and ended up doing track in college. But um, yeah, so it was kind of like, I knew I liked health. I knew I liked exercising, nutrition, but I didn't really know how to make a career out of that. So I kind of Jumped into exercise science, changes, changed my mind last minute, went for biology because I just thought that might have like more broader career options with that major. Um, and then from there, I, you know, just kept it going, didn't know what I was doing, maybe research something, I wasn't sure. Um, I debated, you know, regular conventional medical school, but it just didn't seem right for me. Um, it was just kind of too... I don't want to say too boring. It was just kind of like, I like science, but it's just not that kind of science. I don't know. I mean, it was still a lot of conventional medical school stuff taught in naturopathic medical school, but just like the just career of it, like just going to see a patient, leaving, here's this prescription, just wasn't interesting to me. So I was looking for something more um, and then ended up finding naturopathic medicine just because of a supplement company that I saw, like an ND was... Um, you know, the owner or CEO of the company. And I was like, what's that? So I looked into it. And that's kind of how I came about the whole naturopathic medicine being an option. And so I found a school, which was best year. And I actually applied to a few different ones. Um, but that was kind of the direction. Obviously, my own personal health journey was an impact in that. So, um, you know, I feel like that always makes it a little more different when you're on the other side of things, like and what care you expect from people. And it's just very, there's a lot of things lacking. You know, I have a lot of nurse friends, nurse practitioner, I know a lot of doctors, but there's definitely a side of conventional medicine that just needs some extra support, especially with the chronic disease care. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We talk a lot on this podcast about, um, you know, having that balance of um, alternative medical practices and, you know, Western complementary or Western conventional practices and, you know, really trying to do preventative medicine and, and be aware of your body and taking care of your health so that those, um, maybe what we consider in the U S now as traditional medical options like medicine and going to the doctor for things like that are kind of like the last resort option that we're taking our health into our own hands. Um, and so I know that as a naturopathic doctor, one of your goals is to help people get healthy and well and stay that way. Um, so talking about general wellness, some, if I were to come to you or one of our listeners came to see you, what's that going to look like versus going to a conventional doctor? And how could you help us generally get more healthy or more well? So kind of going off what you just mentioned with the, um, you know, pharmaceutical surgery, those are kind of like the most invasive as it gets for treatment options. And that's where a lot of conventional medical doctors will start. 
um, when it's really we should be starting with the foundations. I mean, obviously, sometimes you do need to start a little bit with the higher force interventions, but that's what I love about it's called the therapeutic order of naturopathic medicine. Um, you can easily find that online to like look into, uh, but it's basically there's different it's like in a triangle shape and there's different levels to it of what you're trying to focus on with treatments. Um, so at the bottom, you're supposed to be focusing on like removing any obstacles to health, um, which is always in the back of my mind. Um, I mean, it's pretty much always where I start at least one or two things, but that's going to be anything that would impede your ability to kind of, you know, get back into that healing process and be as healthy as possible. Um, so things, you know, the foundations, so diet, exercise and movement, your stress, any trauma, past traumas or current traumas, sleep, digestion, all those things that you think of when you think of optimal health and um, working on those foundations. And then the next step up would be stimulating the body self-healing process. Um, and that would be more like just trying to, you know, the body has its own ability to heal itself. We all know that when we get sick, we get better, hopefully. Um, <laughs> But like when you just get a cold, usually it goes away in a few days because your body has this own ability to heal itself. Um, so really just supporting that process along the way um, with nutrition, herbs, homeopathy is one of my favorites, um, and just several other things. But then the next would be like the strength and weaken systems, and it just builds from there. And then um, more towards the top, you get to even just use of different natural things that people use to suppress symptoms. So symptom management, everyone wants to get rid of their symptoms because that's, you know, they're annoying. Um, but really the goal is figuring out why those are happening and the body will naturally get rid of those symptoms once you um, move into better health. So, and then you get to the drugs and then the surgery. So it's really just trying to focus on the bottom as much as possible, or at least implement those while doing the top stuff, just meeting the patient where they are um, and trying to, yeah, just, that's kind of how naturopathic medicine, like how we work and our philosophy, which I think is one of the huge differences between conventional medicine and what we practice. Um, but there are a lot of similarities. Like we still believe in medications and sometimes the use of those, it just, again, depends on the patient. But that's another big thing is individualized care, which you don't always get at the conventional medicine. Um, but it really is, you know, doctor dependent. So you might get a good doctor, you might get not so great doctors. Um, <laughs> And that can go either way, naturopathic or conventional. Um, another big difference is the time spent with people. So a lot of times people go to these appointments and they're waiting. Let's say if it's a specialist in particular, you're waiting like six to seven months to get in somewhere. You're hoping for answers, but all you get is like a five minute, like, okay, here's what we're going to do. You don't really get to discuss anything. The doctor doesn't really get to know you to figure out why it's happening because you are an individual. You're not just, you know another person with another disease and has the same things behind it. So really just the time spent is much different. What we talk about is much different. So we're going to not only be talking about your symptoms and um, kind of your ha past health history and uh, medications you're on, but we're also going to be talking about the diet and lifestyle and your stress, your toxins, digestion, all that stuff. Um, that I think a lot of people want to talk about, but just don't have the time in those quick visits to get to. Um, and then the therapies, obviously, we use a lot of different therapies. So there's quite a bit of difference, still some similarities, but I think it's just like conventional medicine, but kind of like what 
you're looking to get out your doctor's appointments, like longer times, more options for therapies, someone that listened to you and empathized with you. So honestly, in my opinion is all primary care physicians should be naturopathic doctors, but that's just, yeah. <laughs> That was one of the questions I was going to ask. So firstly, I looked up that triangle and I just absolutely love it. The model um, that you kind of follow the naturopathic therapeutic order um, that you're not opposed necessarily to surgical interventions or pharmaceuticals, but they are that last resort option, which um, I'm going to link that for our listeners here. Um, I'll link a uh, link to the triangle pyramid <laughs> um, that Dr. Poy mentioned on here, just so that you're able to look at it too and kind of see um, what that therapeutic order is for a naturopathic doctor such as herself. Um, one of the questions I had though was, do you kind of work as a primary care physician then for clients coming to you? Are they coming just with specific ailments and you're helping them with that? Or can people come to you just as their primary care physician? Yeah, so that's the complicated thing about naturopathic medicine, and that's why it's kind of really complicated to explain to people, <laughs> um, because the licensure is a big thing, which I'm actually on the board for PA naturopathic doctors um, in Pennsylvania as the secretary, so I help with wow. trying to get uh, naturopathic medicine licensed, hopefully one day in Pennsylvania, <laughs> but currently we're not able to get a license here, so I carry my license in Vermont. Um, so there's several states that are much more like broader scope of practice and things like that. So um, in Washington, um, in Vermont, I know that you can get insurance covered. You can have your uh, naturopathic doctor be your primary care physician. Um, there are several other states that um, don't have the same scope, but you can still like maybe prescribe medications in, let's say, Arizona. California, you can prescribe, but if you're under MD supervision, so there's a lot of nuances to it. Um, in Pennsylvania, I essentially just have to act as like a health consultant, um, which is unfortunate because I have all this, you know, knowledge and this ability to use that knowledge. But for whatever reason, they don't have naturopathic medicine, you know, naturopathic doctors able to be licensed in PA. So it just complicates the process and honestly more of an issue for my patients than it is for me because I just want to see them get better and there are so many things that I could utilize that aren't I'm not able to and then there's no one else to that has similar knowledge and maybe these more alternative therapies um like let's say bioidentical hormones I see this all the time where you know women get to a point where they actually need some extra support during that time but I can't prescribe it here and it's really unfortunate um, because you can't go to your regular doctor to get it because they'll just give you synthetic hormones and that's going to make things like worse. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I didn't know that. So I know it's kind of like we've um, discussed on here about raw milk before and how it's legal in some states. It's not in others. So um, just a simple comparison for our listeners with it being the same type of case where it's a state by state basis of it's not illegal to be a naturopathic doctor, but Definitely, like you said, um, the scope of practice is dependent on how each state um, kind of has that legislation in place. Um, so we will be very hopeful and <laughs> um, are hoping that Pennsylvania will start to open up their scope like some of those other states. Um, because as you said, having a naturopathic doctor like that as a primary care physician, um, then you'd be able to get 
whole care there without the limitations being on that as they are now. But I know even with those limitations that your ability to help someone or help myself or any of the listeners is like far and beyond with all of your knowledge and all your expertise. And I know that you see a wide range of patients with different ailments, um, different things going on, um, but that you particularly specialize, as you said, in women's health and hormones and digestive and gut health also. So this is kind of a twofold question. So the first question is, can you tell us a little bit more about your women's health and hormone kind of program and what that looks like? Who's it for? How can it help someone? So the program with packaging offers, so um, it's going to be a initial visit with me. So the initial visits are 60 minutes long, going into all that discussion about your health history, what you're looking to achieve, working together, and then just more in-depth conversation. Um, and then we'll move into hormone testing. So this is something that's not offered um, by like conventional physicians. I've seen this be a struggle so many times with my patients, like um, just to honestly check in on one you know, hormone marker, like DHEA, I just want to get that one tested. It's like, mm, no, we're not going to test your hormones. So it's just been such a hassle, but I'm glad that I'm able to offer that to women. Like it is out of pocket. So that's always like the concern um, for the most part, or else I'm sure every woman out there would be testing their hormones. Uh, but the, you know, the package also comes with a follow-up visit for us to review labs. So it's another difference. Instead of me just calling you say, everything looks good. And you don't get any more detail than that. You actually get to talk with me about the results. And I go over the plan of, you know, why things are happening, how we're going to address that. Um, so it's really the hormone package is honestly for any woman trying to learn more about her hormone health. You can have a concern. Maybe you just want to do it proactively, completely your choice. Um, a lot of women who do come to me do it, you know, since it is out of pocket, they have more so a reason behind it. So symptoms of maybe some period issues they're struggling with, heavy periods, PMS, all that. Um, or maybe it's, you know, symptoms that started after birth control. I'm seeing a lot of that recently, just trying to get off the pill, trying to resolve their, you know, symptoms after stopping the pill. Just, you know, there's a lot of, I think, transition of women trying to be more proactive about their hormone health. Um, and then any acne, any sluggish metabolism. So if you're struggling with weight gain, you don't know why it's you know, creeping up or you just can't lose some of the weight. Um, that would be a reason you might want to check your hormones. Infertility sometimes can be attributed to hormone um, imbalances, more so with progesterone. Um, and then any preconception optimization you want to do as well. Because um, your hormones throughout pregnancy are all over the place. And there's a lot of complications that can happen um, that I'm sure everyone hears about. Um, everyone's telling their birth stories and things. And just want to make sure things are really you know, optimal before going into that. Such of a stressor. Wonderful thing, but stressor. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, PCOS, endometriosis, fibroids, um, and then perimenopause, menopausal. So there's no really like age limit on this. Um, typically, I'll even see like teenagers who are struggling with a lot of the hormonal symptoms you think of happening in your teenage years, all the way to like your 60s, 70s, trying to resolve some of those symptoms that happen even years past menopause. So there's quite a range of what you can do hormone testing for, and I've kind of seen it all at this point. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what that package offers people and definitely one of my most po popular ones. 
Yeah, I I found it interesting that you mentioned a lot of people coming who are getting off birth control and maybe trying to rebalance. Um, we've had a lot of that as far as people messaging us or talking to us here at Kind of Crunchy where we've touched on, um, you know, birth control in different podcast episodes or hormones. And we're not doctors. We're not experts by any means. Um, but we've touched on some of the concerns or, or things you may notice. And um, we've had so many people ask us like, okay, I want to come off birth control. What do I do now? Like, how do I fix my hormones? And we always say to them, we're like, we are not doctors. We are not experts. Hormones are so complex. Like you need to get testing done. You need to have a specific plan because if you just like try to become a Google doctor on certain subjects like hormones, there is so much there that it's going to be so difficult. And so knowing that you're an amazing resource here and people can see you virtually and get that help and get that testing, I'm definitely going to be referencing everyone over to you now. And um, another thing you mentioned was preconception. And that's one of the things I find really interesting and exciting is my husband and I, I've shared on here many times, we are actively trying to avoid pregnancy. But in the next few coming years, we are going to hopefully get pregnant. And so one of my plans has always been like, I have this whole plan for the year before pregnancy, what I really want to do to prepare my body for that, Lord willing that I'm able to get pregnant, I want to try to support my body as much as possible. And so getting hormone testing and just seeing where all my levels are and working with a doctor like yourself to really optimize my body for pregnancy, because it's such a huge thing that I think we sometimes are just so nonchalant about like, well, people just get pregnant, but really supporting our body can make the process of that so much easier on us and the postpartum recovery and all of those things. So um, I think that that should be mainstream is like everyone who's like, okay, I this is when I want to have kids like a year out should be like, okay, I'm going to work with someone <laughs> to do a hormone rebalance and really see where I'm at. So um, that's exciting for me to hear that you offer that as well. Yeah. Like my future plan is as well. I don't have kids yet, but it's like, I have that same strategy. Like <laughs> I know exactly like when I'm modeling, you avoid, you know, the time and then you eventually can plan it much more better once your nutrient levels are restored, yeah. once the hormones are optimized. So, you know, talk, detoxing before like, that's definitely, I think, the way, you know, it should go about it. Obviously, things happen unexpectedly, but um, the fact that maybe women don't know that they're only pregnant certain times of the month, um, you know, I certainly didn't before medical school. So it's just something that's not really taught very well. Um, but yeah, the hormone testing, I think, is like a great place to start just to kind of see if there should be any balancing um, beforehand, too. So, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the flip side of that question, the second part was about your digestive health programming and kind of how does that play in with the hormones? Um, and just in general, what does that look like? Who's that for? How can it help someone? Um, what's that going to look like too? Yeah, for the digestive health package. So this, I have like two different ones, the gut reset and then the total, wait, no gut healing and then total gut reset. Um, so the gut healing will just be the stool test. Um, so that way we can, you know, it's just, again, you can do it more preventively or if you do have symptoms, it might be helpful. Um, but a lot of times you can just look at your gut microbiome, see how well you're digesting your foods and absorbing nutrients, 
Um, you can look at if there are any pathogens. Sometimes people play off like, oh, I have loose stools every so often. I've you know seen quite a few like either pathogenic bacteria or parasites on stool tests. So um, I don't think it's something to kind of just brush off if you do experience certain things like that. Um, it's not all the time that that's the cause, but there have been quite a few, I wouldn't say surprises, but it'd be like, okay, this is definitely, you know, the reason that this is happening, and we wouldn't know that unless doing the stool test. Um, but yeah, you can see quite a few different markers of your digestive health, like inflammation. Maybe if you do have a gluten sensitivity, there's a marker to test for that. Um, if you, yeah, your probiotics, you can kind of personalize your probiotics based on which species that are low. So that's a really cool thing um, with this stool test that I offer. Um, and so a lot of times it just comes down to, again, people having symptoms and they do often come to see me for that more so, um, but that would be anything from IBS, so bloating, stomach pain, constipation, diarrhea, um, or if you were to have more significant um, digestive disease like IBD, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, that can be used. I like to use that more so for like the, like once we get the flares under control, we're just doing like... Um, just kind of more like chronic prevention of the flares and just really strengthening like digestive health and making sure things are going to stay well long term um, and avoiding as much medication as possible for that. Um, although, again, like is often necessary, especially if you're acutely um, flaring. But yeah, so and then you can also I like to use this stool test for autoimmune conditions, too. There's a huge connection between your immune system and your and autoimmune disease, obviously, within the gut. Because your immune cells don't just, you know, stay localized within the gut, but they actually come in contact with the food and bacteria that might cross over with leaky gut, and then they circulate throughout the body so they can cause issues elsewhere. So it's not just the gut stays in the gut. Your immune cells go all over. Um, but yeah, so I think, I mean, there's quite a bit you can do with that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, there's a lot of people out there with gut issues, whether they're chronic or acute. Like, there's a lot of people that just have gut issues. And it's become kind of mainstream to recognize that. Like, I even see people who like are like, well, th this type of girl always has gut issues. And it's kind of like a laughable thing. But the gut, we've talked about this on here before, the gut is really like the second brain of the body. Um, we've even said on here before, it is like the brain of the body because of how it sends signals to the brain and all the hormones and everything like the gut is so important. And, um, you know, so when you're having a gut issue, it is so important to get it looked at. And I think there is more of a movement now of people trying to really see that they have these issues and how do I heal them? But a lot of times the issue is they're getting all this influx of information and one thing saying this and one thing saying this, and they might both be correct or they mo might both be right, but they might not be right for you. And the only way to really know what's going on with you and how to treat it appropriately and how to get yourself to optimal health is to work with a doctor who is going to do the right test and knows what those tests are. And it's going to be able to look at your body from that internal lens and really give you that right guidance and advice. So I just think it's invaluable to work with a doctor like yourself on things like that for any of our listeners here who are having hormone issues or gut issues that are like, well, I know this is an issue. I want to work on it. And I follow all these people on Instagram and they have these graphics saying like, this is what to do for this gut issue or this. That advice is probably really good, but it's 
invaluable and so important to work with a doctor who can look at your body and really work with you like Dr. Andrea. Um, And one of the things that I wanted to touch on here is a lot of our community here of listeners have taken their health into their own hands. And we love that because it's so empowering to be like, okay, I know my body. I want to know my body. I want to take care of it. I want to be proactive. But can you share with us what some of the benefits of going to a naturopathic doctor like yourself can be for someone who's invested in their health, but isn't like, oh, I'm chronically ill. Oh, I have this ailment. Just going to make sure they're healthy and well. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a really good point. It's like, you'll see all this information. And I do get this a lot. Like, it's just overwhelming for people that they aren't sure what to follow, what to do, if this supplement something they should be taking, or if this food's a good food to be eating. It's just like advice all over the place. Um, and I think just having someone to provide that one-on-one guidance and being like, oh, yes, this was correct, or you're on the right track. We just need to make these adjustments, or supplements are huge. Like, if you are taking supplements, um, it's most of the time I'm switching something up because it really isn't like the right form or the right dose, or maybe you're not even on like something that's going to help. And you're just, it's just like you provide that extra, I would provide the extra guidance in that sense. Um, and then the fact, like, we honestly don't know where our health is going to go in the next day, the next year, like symptoms just randomly show up. So one day you might think you're healthy and the next day, not so much. So And then it's usually a progression. So like one symptom show up and you're like, oh, my stomach issues aren't that big a deal. And then you're like getting all these food sensitivities, reacting to certain things. And now your periods are all over the place. So it just like ties into one another. So um, yeah, just really trying to be as proactive as possible, even if you don't have symptoms, trying to put in that, you know, time, that effort, that investment to make sure things stay um, good. Because again, you just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of times people have a symptom and they think like, okay, this is what's wrong with me is just this thing that I'm seeing present. And what I love about you is that your intention and your mention of wanting to get to the root cause of things, because so often we see something present as the symptom um, or the sign that something's wrong in our body and we take it as that's what I need to fix. But there's normally a deeper root cause. And we talk about that a lot on here is finding that root cause and really trying to heal that. But sometimes it's really tough to do on our own without the testing, without the doctor. And it's really important to work with a good doctor who um, has that knowledge. And I just think it's uh, such an advantage to work with a doctor like yourself of naturopathic medicine who has that knowledge of holistic medicine and conventional medicine and can take you through those steps of, okay, let's start here. Let's try to find the root. Let's try these holistic natural solutions of healing your body. And then we can put that together with traditional medicine and, and, um, interventions if we need to, but like, let's really get to the root of that problem. And, um, yeah, we're just always really big on that here because so often people are trying to treat something and it's like, okay, but you're, you're treating the outward appearance, but there's something more going going on. And so um, I just think like, I'm telling all our listeners, go to Dr. Andrea, if you have any symptoms of anything, even if you're feeling great, just to get checked out. Yeah, and I will say like, um, I think two parts to that will be the fact that like, 
you know, for example, insulin resistance can begin 10 years before you actually start to see like blood sugar abnormalities. So that just shows that there's disease processes happening for years and years before a symptom actually shows. And then also going to touching on the other thing of the like symptom and just trying to like treat the symptom um, and just kind of guessing like testing really. There's been so many times I've like talked with people, got their symptoms, even two people with the same symptom. Um, that present very similarly have way different hormone tests and we're working on two different things and get the same outcome of like improvement but still you don't know even I don't know without testing like what will show yeah yeah absolutely um yeah just all fascinating stuff and I'm sure getting to come to you as a patient would be even more fascinating when it's like looking at your own body and getting to have these discussions with you in depth about what's going on in your own body and how we can fix it and like optimize health. Um, I want to ask if there's any other top wellness or health tips our listeners um, that you have for them in general before we part and sign off. What would what would your best advice be, health advice or tips? You know, I think you know, just touching briefly on a few things. Like one. There's so much information out there, but don't complicate diet, to be honest. Like, I think we're just overdoing it. Like, it doesn't need to be as difficult as some people make it. Like, when they're being very specific, like, this fruit has this compound, so don't eat this. Like, no, focus on your vegetables, your fruits, your nuts, your seeds, your beans, fish, olive oil, all that healthy stuff. And then, you know, try to, I think, make healthy swaps. That was a huge thing for me, like, when I was doing my health journey, like, you don't need to cut out yummy food. Like diet doesn't have to be very bland and you don't have to be in this perception that you're like dieting all the time. You can certainly enjoy food. Like I make, I make a lot of paleo desserts because I've always had like more of a sweet tooth. Um, But honestly, I've cut down my sugar so much just by like eating these paleo desserts instead of processed food or candy. And it's really made this just a huge difference and then my mentality too. Um, so really just focusing on nourishment rather than restriction. Um, and then I would say another thing I see with women is don't be afraid to lift weights, especially when you like start to get 30 and older. I feel like a lot of women just like, you know, exercise and move, which is great. Like don't stop that either, but just try adding some weightlifting in there because muscle is going to be what helps maintain your metabolism just while you're sitting and help prevent against osteoporosis and just, you know, have really healthy aging. Um, and then try to stay off social media. Although I do like, you know, talking to people through social media, but it's, it's honestly so negative for our health and everything. I hear it all the time and I see it myself. I try to just do business on there and that's it. Um, and then, you know, just being present and mindful. I feel like we're always thinking about like the next thing, like, trying to make these greater plans and just like enjoy the day as it is and be more mindful in it, spend time with your loved ones and, you know, just avoid electronic. I know we're talking electronically and I do telehealth, so it sounds a little weird me making these, but I think there's a time and place for them. Just try most of your day, just try to be more present. So that would be my like overall like tips on how to stay healthy because, oh, and stress. I feel like stress, no one, everyone's so stressed. <laughs> no one wants to <laughs> address their stress like that's the biggest hindrance with my patients I see is um like if I were to give them the option of 
making huge dietary changes or exercising. I'm not going to have someone exercise seven days a week, but this is just for like a comparison or if I have them, you know, or say, or you can meditate for five minutes a day. They would choose anything but meditating. <laughs> like they don't want to put any work into their nervous system. And I'm not sure what that is about, but um, I just think that needs to be a prior- priority for people too. Yeah, I feel like you just gave so many good tips right there. Like that was so much we could spend so long unpacking all of that. Um, I think that those are all amazing advice. Uh, The social media one, I'm really big on that. I'm always on the podcast talking about like my struggle with social media personally, like even using it for business, how it gets overwhelming to me. And Jensen, the other host here, she doesn't... um, resonate with that as much and she works on social media a lot for her job and like it's joy giving for her and like fills her up and I'm like whoa no not for me like it just drains me so I have to really put like boundaries and restrictions in place there um and then yeah the stress one we're always talking on here about that too just uh how important it is to de-stress but it's so hard for some reason like we're addicted to the stress and the stimulation of life and like that's its whole own problem. But <laughs> um, I know that your website too, you have a lot of great resources for healthy living, um, different supplements, different non-toxic living products, things like that. Um, just really awesome resources on there. So I'm going to link your website um, for our listeners so they can go check you out, check out those resources and really just soak in all you have there. And then hopefully if they need it or want to, they can come to you as a patient and soak in even more personalized. <laughs> well, that would be amazing. I would love to, you know, help as many women as I can. Um, I can see that there's a lot out there. Um, so just trying to get, you know, as much information out as possible. Um, that's kind of why I made the mini courses as well. Like I'm trying, like there's only one of me, so I can't see like thousands of patients on my own but um yes I've made kind of like many courses and I'm making more in the process too to kind of get resources out there as well for like just general knowledge and things to like work on at your own pace so that's kind of a reason I made those too if you see that on my website yeah well that's amazing thank you you have been so wonderful given so much good advice, so many good tips, just really shared with us about what you do and, and what it's like working with you as a naturopathic doctor. And I'm just so excited for our listeners to hear this and really take in all you shared and um, figure out for their health, what's the right route to go now. And maybe it is seeing you as a naturopathic doctor. Um, But yeah, thank you. You have been lovely and wonderful Um, for our listeners out there. I'm going to link everything in the show notes below. So please check out Andrea. Um, She's amazing and she's a great resource for you if you think that that's the right route for you. Um, But yes, thank you for being here. And that is all we have for today. Um, we're going to sign off now. So thank you to our listeners for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye guys. Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast.